Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. I am so excited to welcome Kristen Fields Chadwick to the show today to talk about strategic podcast content planning. Kristen has been in the podcasting industry since 2016, helping coaches, authors, and influencers launch and grow their podcast and expand their business. She uses a unique, personalized approach that helps bring alignment, purpose, and intention to her clients' podcasts. Kristen also hosts two of her own podcasts, Holistic Podcasting and Holistic Hearts, a podcast to help people encounter the heart of Jesus through the art of using our imagination. Welcome, Kristen. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Kelly. It's an honor to be with you here on Podcast Launchpad. Oh, thank you so much. So Mm -hmm. let's jump right in with what is strategic podcast content planning? It's a mouthful. And, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's content planning. But the key part here is that strategic content planning, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So I love working with podcasters on this because I think so many people just kind of wing it. And they're like, what do I feel like talking about this week or this month? And we, I like to think about it as like, you're taking a road trip, right? There are very few few people who can take a road trip by winging it, right? So we have to have a plan. And it reminds me of the summer I took a big road trip where a family of six, we drove across the country from Colorado to Florida. And it literally took me a day and a half to plan out what stops we were doing, where we were going to stop for lunch, what hotel we were going to book. Um, and those are the best laid plans, right? At least right. we have a strategy <laughs> moving right. forward to where we can have wiggle room as we go. And that's basically how I love to come alongside podcasters because when we have a plan that runs alongside of maybe you're a podcaster with a business, I work with a lot of coaches. And so Running alongside your business, your podcast is going to be a huge strategy plan. If you are a, um, maybe a network marketer and you know that there's a, a new product coming out in the summer that is geared towards whatever summer, like making sure that that's aligned with what you're bringing to your podcast, even if it's, um, just slightly hitting that a little bit, at least you have a plan moving forward. So I kind of walk through, if you're okay with me, with it, I, yep. I walk through this step-by-step process. Okay. So what we do is first, you've got to gather all of your things and think about where you're headed. So where's your destination? Now, some of my podcasters, they're all about like, let's get to the end of the year. Let's go to 2024. That's where I want to land. And then there are some podcasters <laughs> that are like, Okay, Kristen, I can do maybe three months. <laughs> like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's okay as long as there's a plan. Yeah. Um, so whatever your end point is, so whether that's three months or a year from now, I want you to think about where do you want to take your podcast? Where do you, what is the end goal? Do you want to create community? Do you want to create income? Do you want to create um, some sort of value? I hope you want to create value for your 
people. Listeners, um, yeah, number one. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and then you're going to start to work backwards from there. Now, with that, like I said, if you're a network marketer or coach or an entrepreneur in some capacity, writing down all of your offerings that you have planned out for the year. So if you have a business plan, this is where the beauty of marrying these two comes hand in hand. Um, those planned launches, the courses that you're hoping to write, um, the webinars that you're going to be on, uh, the dreams of being on other people's podcasts specifically, writing all of that down. Then once you have all that out on paper, I'm a big paper nerd. So yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to do this on paper, you can do it on the computer. Um, and then you're going to brain dump. So what I mean by brain dump is all of those episode ideas that you've had in the back of your mind. Maybe you have a notes on your phone, like a running list or a spreadsheet. I want you to get that out and you're going to start to just put it all back down on paper. Start to write it out. Any new ideas. And you're going to set a timer for about 10 minutes and just go. That's all you're going to think about. And it's amazing to see what comes out because a lot of people that I've worked with has, um, they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm burnt out. I don't really know. But once you allow space for your brain to start turning those wheels again and get creative, it's beautiful to see what comes out in that brain dump experience. Yeah. And, and then, once you've, uh, and I'm sorry, just like once no, you've no, no. laid out everything like you've just described, you know, planned out and and I'm going to say like uh, for a year, you know, if, if you can, because that really is ideal. Mm -hmm. And you've laid out your planned launches uh, or your courses, uh, your webinars, all of that, and are lining it up with your podcast that makes it a lot easier to do that brain dump and come up with episode topics, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's phenomenal to see what happens when we start to get those wheels in alignment with each other. Um, there's a lot of road trip words in here. Yes. So you got to keep the it. wet wheels in alignment so that you're headed in the path that you want to go. So, um, so yeah, you're exactly right. And I, I just walked through somebody um, who is had already launched a course, but her podcast had nothing to do with the course. And she's seeing no connection with her audience to the course. So what we did was, okay, when's the next time that you're launching a course? And so it's not for about four or five months. So then we backtracked. Okay, so in the course, you, her content was very specific. And you, I'm always saying you can never give too much value away on a podcast because the I reason think. why people sign up for your course is to be with you right. and they want more time with you because they've seen what you have to offer on your podcast. Yeah. So what we did was we actually went through her course and handpicked topics inside of her course mm -hmm. for her to do a show based on those topics. Perfect. So eating up to it, people are getting a taste of what that course is bringing to the table. They're experiencing her personality. They're going to experience the way that she teaches. And that's going to pull in the people that she wants inside of that course and weed out the people that maybe would sign up and then they don't really want to do it. So, yeah. um, so that's like an, an example of backtracking with 
a plan of launching a course and then utilizing that to set up your content as well. So beautiful. And yeah, I love that pulling content out from the actual course to create episodes because, yeah, like you said, you, you can't give away like too much free information. That's what makes people trust, uh, like and trust us, you know, when we share so generously then, yeah, they want more of us when they know that, hey, look how generous she is sharing all of this free info. She's bound to have more and I want more of her. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's the whole point is it's really, like you said, that engagement with your audience and them knowing you at a deeper level and them trusting you at, a, at another level and them wanting to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. So once we have put all of our launches and our courses and our business plan, and then we have brain dumped all of our ideas that were maybe stuck in our brain or on different pieces of papers or journal or sheet, right? Because we like to put all of those things together. Um, then after that, you're going to put your uh, nerdy stats glasses on and you're going to go into your hosting platform, whatever that may be. Um, and you're going to look at what episodes in the past six months have really taken off. Um, what are those higher download numbers? Where are people really resonating? Where are they sharing? Was it when you had a guest on the show? Was it a specific topic? Um, and then, you know, going into Apple analytics and you can see how much percentage of the show are they actually listening to? Okay. Do you need to bring your show down to 15 minutes instead of 30 minutes? Yeah. So those are some things that with your, your stats glasses on, um, you can start to gather more information of, okay, this is interesting. My people only want 15 minutes of my time. Yeah. Um, I just was talking to Alex Santelipo yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was he was saying how um, that was one of the things that went as he looked at his numbers was like, oh, people have a very short amount of time to listen to my podcast. So mm-hmm. he cut it way, way down uh, to about 12 minutes is what he said. So that's yeah, great. So that's yeah. a great example of what yes. you can learn. And I love that you brought up looking at the analytics and really going over them like that. Too many podcasters, especially, you know, newish podcasters, don't realize that they can go into Apple Podcasts analytics and get those, that kind of data, those kind of data. Yeah, let's get my grammar straight. <laughs> and, and really see those numbers. Now you have to have enough data in there already to generate mm-hmm. those kinds of stats in Apple. You know, otherwise they tell you there aren't enough data to, you know, to notice trend or to, to generate the trends and things like that. But, you know, go in and start yeah. looking and exploring those because Apple podcast analytics will give you more info than just your podcast hosting provider analytics. So using those yeah. together is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And even for those newer podcasters, um, say you're less than 20, um, you can still nerd out on stats. I mean, what have people commented on? When have people shared it on their social media? Right. Um, I always encourage podcasters to take a picture. Anytime somebody sends you a message and they're like, oh, 
Kristen, I loved your episode or Kelly, I loved your episode on this specifically, like snapshot mm-hmm. that picture and keep a little folder in your phone of all the times that somebody has made a comment because you're going to begin to start to see a trend of like, oh, people are really resonating with this specific subject. So yeah, uh, yeah. whether you are a beginner or seasoned podcasters, you can yeah. really gain um gain ideas through the trends that you're seeing, whether you've got stats in the bucket or not. (laughs) Right. That kind of data is just invaluable and it can take time to go through it all. But yeah, I love what you just said about taking a a screenshot of that, of those comments and or emails and, you know, just somehow keeping track of all of that, making more than a mental note, you know, a literal note of it so Mm -hmm. that you have that hard data to help you in the future. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And we so easily forget those positive comments, (laughs) you know, you like ruminate on the one negative comment that was that great. And then we're like, oh, I guess people do like my podcast because it's off screen. So um, yeah, that's a, it is a helpful tool for sure to go back and remember. Um, Yeah. So looking at stats, Super important in figuring out how to move forward with your podcast content planning. Um, okay, so we've talked about a lot of things that are on the outside and putting stuff that we are thinking onto paper. So now the glory of being a podcaster is that we get to serve our people. So who are your people? So with this, this is like, okay, I got to check in to my avatar, my listener, my people, and where are they struggling? What's their pain point? I, I mean, everybody's heard like dig into your avatar, your niche, um, but really getting clear every few months or however long you want to do this process or so often um, because people change. There's a shift and but even in podcasting, there's a shift in how podcasting works from year to year. So even coming to a place of like, all right, I'm a podcaster who is serving moms. What is the podcast experience that they are really needing and hoping to find? So if I'm a mom and it's summertime, uh, I'm probably like, well, what do I do with all these kids around? <laughs> or, you know, just being very specific of what is that pain point going on in your listener right now in this season yeah. and then following it throughout the year. So if you are uh, an entrepreneur that you're launching a course, uh, let's see, in November, um, about Christmas time, <laughs> then your process is going to be, okay, the ideal person who is listening to my podcast who would want to sign up for my course in November, they would be thinking about this right now. They're probably thinking, oh man, I have to host holidays and they're, it's so overwhelming. How am I going to find time for self-care? So just thinking about all of those things and bringing it all together to start to create podcast content that's going to serve and bring value to your listener specifically in this season. Yeah. And that's basically like the whole concept of how to podcast content 
um, plan strategically um, into a nice little map, right? So yeah. we're going to have a nice clear map um, with all of these tools. Now, how do we get the actual directions, like the GPS printout of, okay, this is how we're going to go. Well, now you get out your calendar and you start to plug it in. So the big things, which were the launches, the course, the um, whatever, <laughs> like yeah. the big, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, you plug all those in and then you think about all of the things that you just listed out, all of your episodes that you put out, what, which episodes can now fit into which time slots for you? What guests do you want to bring on your show to bring a whole nother level of uh, value to your show? Um, their strategy, their strategy in bringing guests onto your show. Yeah. And so they're going to bring extra layer of maybe something that you're not familiar with. Um, like for me, I knew I wanted social media strategists on my show because that's, that's not my area of expertise necessarily. And yeah. I know somebody else can speak to it way better than I could. Um, so plugging all those things in and allowing some wiggle room of like, you know what? I planned for May and June to look like this, but I have somebody that's going to be really great or I had an idea come into my brain and I can move all of that around. But the glory of all of that is, is when you have a plan, you can shift things around. And sometimes the original idea was, well, that doesn't apply anymore. And that's yeah. okay. Definitely. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, I will write. I mean, for me personally, you know, I have a running list of guests and episode ideas, solo episode ideas, and do what you do, you know, plan out. I, I've got my almost 2023 scheduled out. Solo episodes go through, uh, and we're recording this in April. So solos are planned out through October guests are planned out through July. So I, I need to get those planned out farther. But anyway, and so yeah, I move them around based on launches and I have something I'm working on for the fall. So now I'm redoing the solo episodes that will lead up mm -hmm. to that launch. And yeah, it's it's like, um, not exactly a puzzle, but but I love that aspect of it, you know, and having them in a spreadsheet, just oop, copy, you know, pull this over, mm -hmm. put this one there. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. easy to switch around be, based on a strategy, not just, mm -hmm. you know, willy nilly on a whim, you know? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's a lot like, you know, when you're like throwing spaghetti at the wall and you're like, <laughs> oh, I hope one of those noodles stick. <laughs> right. But this is like a clear, uh, trajectory of your podcast. And I love what you're saying. Like, yeah, it is like a puzzle piece of like, okay, well, I have this planned out, but I think this would actually be a great addition to this. And yeah, exactly. I think part of the podcast content strategy, number one, it does feel overwhelming to try to do one. So having like somebody else, like an accountability or coach or you or somebody to come alongside and be like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. For the next hour, we got this. Yeah. And then just say like an hour of your time for the rest of the year is so worth the, like the breath of fresh air of like, okay, I have space to 
be creative. I have yeah. space to really dig into the subject matter that I really want to talk about. I have space to jot down, you know, what I do. I have like a Google Doc or notes mm-hmm. on on my episodes. And anytime that I hear something or I read something that has to do with that mm-hmm. um, and I want to remember it for my show, I'll pull that up and put it in my phone. But the only reason why that I have space to do that is because I've taken the load of the stress of worrying about what am I going to talk about next off of my shoulders. And so it frees up all of this space to be creative and and do what we're, we're called to do as a podcaster. Exactly. And this isn't just for our podcast that we're doing this, you know, this strategic podcast content planning. It's not just for the podcast. It's for our business as well. Because mm-hmm. you know, most of my listeners are women entrepreneurs using their own podcast as a marketing tool for their business. So mm-hmm. we're doing all of this in symphony with each other. You know, the, the one is supporting the other. So to create that strategic content plan is helping us plan out our business for however, however long, you know, three months or year whatever. (laughs) So it is so worth it, like you said, and it doesn't have to take more than an hour. Definitely. Right. Yes. Oh, it's, it's so worth it. The time investment is absolutely worth it. I wanted to hit on something else because I know, um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and coaches. So one of the things that I've seen is, when we have that running list of show ideas and the trends, one area in particular that I want to just put out there is a gold nugget. <laughs> and it seems obvious, but sometimes we all need reminders, is what are your clients asking you? And keeping a note every time they ask a question or maybe you're seeing a trend in your life coaching clients and you're like, okay, that is interesting how there's a common theme. Um, because I think when we keep track of those kind of things and we see when we do this consistently and the next year rolls around and we're like, okay, this same conversation happened last year. So I know that if I make a podcast episode hitting this pain point that they're consistently seeing at the beginning of the school year, at the beginning of the year, then you're going to be able to hit that place in them that serves them astronomically because you've you've paid attention. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that in there. I forgot to say that, but I think it's really important, especially with your listening audience being so heavily entrepreneurs, is that there is a rhythm yeah. to the pain points that your listeners are going through. Absolutely. And I have done that before. Like I've had my content calendar planned out but then exactly what you're describing is something like that will come up where I've noticed, oh my gosh, a bunch of people just asked about this at the same time, or I'm noticing this like in the industry all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And so I've changed up the the content calendar and I will put in an episode about that thing. And it ends up doing well because it is so timely. Because it's yeah. it's what people are talking about right then. So we do mm-hmm. have to be flexible like that and pay attention. And I love what you're saying too about like keep a running list of those things 
to come mm-hmm. back to later, check in on them, see is this still relevant. And it's really good to, this is sort of a side point, but like when we're a guest on other people's shows, having that running list of questions is really good for us to stay on top of because you never know what a host is going to ask us about. So, <laughs> well, we get really good yeah. at, at answering those questions, then we're, we're set. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So. Yeah. Flexibility is everything and and being on top of, of what is on top of your listeners' heart and mind is absolutely important. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All of this is so good. Oh my gosh, you're just sharing such really helpful stuff. So you've sort of implied it throughout, but what are some really big mistakes that you see new podcasters making when planning their content? Yeah. um, I would say number one is having grace. Um, They don't have enough grace on themselves. Oh my goodness. I it's so good. You don't normally hear that. That is not a mistake people normally say. And I love that so much. Yeah. I just, there's so much heaviness on a new podcaster of like, I got to get this right. And you're not, you're not. <laughs> so, and even the most seasoned podcasters, I mean, I've worked with top podcasters. And if you go back and listen to their first few episodes, everyone like struggles through trying to figure out what exactly is their message. And that's okay. That's part of the process. Yeah. So I think that in itself is a big one of like, allow yourself just grace to, to fumble through and you're going to learn. And um, I think not having a plan is probably the second mistake that I see is that um, I'm just going to figure it out as I go. And there's there's a beauty in that um, wild, wild rebellious self of like, I'm going to figure it out as I go. Right. And it can only take you so far, uh, just like motivation runs out. Mm-hmm. So we just like with exercise, you know, we can start on day one and be like, "Woo, I'm going to the gym every day. And then that by day four, we're, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. <laughs> I don't want to get yeah. out of bed. And that's where that plan kicks in of like, you know what, I've committed to this experience. And um, that is probably where the plan is going to be the most helpful of like, okay, I have a plan. I don't have to think about it too hard. Um, I already know what I'm going to do. And that takes the pressure off. So um, that would be one. And I just hit on the third one is commitment. Mm-hmm. And I've, I have seen people um start a podcast with you know starry eyes and it's exciting absolutely um and about that year mark is when people are like do i really want a podcast and sure absolutely ask that question honestly but i will say to get traction and to get to a place where um you can consistently bring value to your people is having that commitment from the get-go of, okay, I'm going to commit 18 months. Yeah. It's like a dating relationship. 18 yeah. months. I can give it 18 months. I can go through four seasons mm-hmm. and then some. And I promise you're going to start seeing traction if you've got that plan in place, you've got grace with yourself, and you are committed to whatever you're going to put out there. And to tag on to that too, 
is to commit to what you can bring consistently. Mm-hmm. So um, there can be, you know, like that starry-eyed feeling when you first start podcasting. I'm going to podcast three times a week, every week. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I like to pull the reins back a little bit and be like, that is awesome. I love that you want to do that, but let's start slow. Mm-hmm. So can you consistently commit to once a week? Right. Can you consistently commit to two times a month because that's the goal is consistency and not quantity yeah so whatever you can fully 100% give your yes to then go with that and you can always add more later very true so I love that you then it sounds like you know ask your clients to commit to 18 months I encourage my my clients and listeners to commit to a year because most people mm-hmm. don't even commit to that. They're like, oh, I'll try it for a few months and see what happens. And you yeah. know, that's not nearly enough. We wouldn't mm-hmm. try business for just a few months. That it's not <laughs> enough time. So why why would a few months for a podcast be enough time? But you are so right. I think even a year is more necessary, but you know, at at least a year. But I love what you're saying about 18 months and consistency. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, pick a day, a time of day that you're going to publish, stick to it. If you can do more, if you want to do more than one a week, more power to you, but you know, have that consistency and your listeners will get used to wanting to hear you on that same day every week or every two weeks and, you know, come to expect you on that same yep. day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's how you're such a lot of Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what got you into podcasting? Mm. A, this is a fun question because um, I kind of stumbled into it. So um, I grew up in a broadcasting kind of family. So my dad was um, big into broadcasting, spent many hours in a studio pretending like I was on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I grew up thinking I was going to be a counselor. So I actually went back to school. Well, I I applied to go back to school, got accepted. And then about a week before I went back to school, um, just felt a checking my gut of like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if this is it. And then uh, I had a good friend of mine reach out to me two days later and was like, Kristen, I'm starting. Uh, I'm leaving radio. I want to start a podcast and we want you to be our producer. And that's like, wow. Oh, what? Oh, I, number one, what does a podcast producer do? Like, I know what a producer <laughs> does. And uh, he was like, ah, you're, you're going to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, so we jumped in deep first. We grew that podcast from nothing to top 25 within the year. Um, wow. That was back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, got to just love being a part of that team. Uh, worked with a ton of authors, a lot of speakers. Um, really got to know a lot of publishers. And um, ended up creating my own podcast through the encouragement of of my my bosses <laughs> and um they really pulled me behind the mic and was like Kristen you have a voice too we want to hear about what's going on inside of your head and so through the encouragement of them and a couple of other people I started my own podcast and um I ended up leaving that 
producer job uh, and uh, was like, I'm just going to do my own podcast and not produce. And then sure enough, somebody else asked me to be their producer. And so we grew her to the top like 10 marketing oh. coach and uh, just kept wow. coming and coming and coming. And so, um, so yeah, so still do that original podcast, Holistic Hearts, and then ended up, you know, coaching or uh, doing what I preach, which was starting my own podcast for my business, which was holistic podcasting. And yeah, so that's where I get to, like you, uh, help fellow podcasters and help them to align all of their their business, their heart, their family, all that into a holistic picture of podcasting and really aligning themselves well. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. So podcast is just one piece of the picture. And, you know, I mean, there are people who start a podcast and that is the thing. You know, it is its own thing. It's not part of their business. And um, and it sounds like that's what Holistic Hearts is. It's its own standalone yeah. podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So tell yeah, us so a little about I, it. So Holistic Hearts was birthed out of um, just many years of... Uh, my faith journey and um, my husband and I's journey in our marriage and parenting. Um, we have four kids and I had a big aha moment, uh, a come to Jesus moment where I really was struggling with, there's got to be more than just going to church and serving on the ministry team. Um, and so it's it basically started out of that of like I want to share my testimony and um, built from that and then uh, people were asking about my husband and I to share a little bit more of our story and then about parenting and so it really evolved into this like okay well I guess it's mind body and spirit <laughs> and awesome. so uh, yeah so that's more of what holistic hearts is yeah that's great mm-hmm. really wonderful I love it you know, to hear that you're bringing in such a personal part of yourself and your journey and your family's journey into a public space like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a big portion of my heart. I mean, there's a reason why it's called Holistic Heart. Right. <laughs> so, right. <yeah. laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's so, it's beautiful. And it just, it it's really, really helpful. I just love how centered it is and down to earth. And it's just lovely. Thank you. Absolutely. Cool. And so tell us about how you, what clients you work with and how you help them and how listeners can get in touch if they want to work with you. Yes. Well, um, I love working with uh, new podcasters. I love working with female entrepreneurs like you. Um, I love working with coaches. I think uh, it's such a natural flow to start a podcast being a coach because people want to hear you, that no like trust factor. Um, And that's my background. I ended up going back to get a certification for coaching. So um, yes, so that I bring all of that in and I love reaching out to the heart of coaches because they have such a huge wealth of knowledge um, in them and to give to people. So I love working with coaches. Um, People can find me at my podcast at Holistic Podcasting, podcast coaching for the female entrepreneur. Um, And on Instagram at Kristen Fields Chadwick. Awesome. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and I totally agree, you know, about coaches, especially women coaches needing to have their own podcasts, don't they? They yeah. have so much to say, such powerful voices, and there aren't enough women in podcasting. We need more. Amen. Yes. I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. As a girl who grew up in the broadcast studio, oh, I am very really aware of the power of women's voices needing to be heard. And that is a big passion of mine is, yes, use your voice. You need to be seen, heard, and known. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And we just need so many more. And it's, it's understandable because I used to be in that place as well, but it's sad when women hesitate and it's like, I don't have anything valuable mm. to say. Nobody will want to listen to me. Who am I to have my own podcast? And who are you not to have your own podcast? Yes. You, have, you have a voice. You can have the podcast. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Come talk yep. to Kristen, you know, and get this done. Yes. I, I will say, on that note, I'm very passionate about that. And uh, I just recorded an episode a couple months ago. You have to go back and look. And it's called You Belong in the Room. And it's a, a very um, deeply rooted passion in me yes. for women podcasters. So yes. go check that out because you need to hear it. If yes. that resonated. Definitely. Yeah. And that's the whole like goal of this whole show. It's why I gear it towards women entrepreneurs because... You know, it's not that men can't listen, of course. And it's not that I won't help yeah. men, but it's, we need more women. So there we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thank you oh. so much for being here, Kristen. This was so awesome. I love everything that you had to share. You just have such deep knowledge in what you're doing. And I really appreciate you sharing your voice with the world. Thank you, Kelly. I, yeah, like I said, it is an honor to be here and to be able to talk to your audience. And I don't take that lightly. So oh. thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you all for being here today. Be sure to follow the show so you don't miss a single episode. And I will see you next time on Podcast Launchpad. 